Hello and welcome to Marvel Studios News. My name is Sean Gerber. In a moment, I'll be joined by Paul Herman for episode 102 of our podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about Netflix canceling Daredevil. What does that mean for these Netflix characters? Is there a future for them anywhere else? Why is all this happening in the first place? We're going to go over all of that on this show, as well as an update on the Scarlet Witch, possibly also featuring Vision Disney Plus series by Marvel Studios. But before we get into any of that, I have some folks to thank. So thank you very much to Mark, Joseph Xavier, and Benny Jackson. They are the latest patrons over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News, which means they have access to exclusive content that is not available anywhere else. We do Patreon credit scenes where we take a show like this one, and then we just discuss an additional topic. So for this week, we are going to address that Captain Marvel spoiler that got out via a Funko Pop. So that's our Patreon credit scene for this week, but we do those for pretty much all of our main episodes here. And we also do multiple weekly Q&A shows. There's a daily podcast every Monday through Friday where I break down some of the latest news. There's the Marvel Unlimited Book Club uh, this month or for November. We just released our November episode in which we discussed Annihilation. So we do that every month. We have all kinds of exclusives, and you can check out all the different tiers we have at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. And if you do sign up and you are getting that exclusive content, you also get your own private RSS link that you can put into a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts so that you get this show as well as all the exclusives. You get everything in one feed so you don't have to track down your Marvel Studios news content in more than one place. It can all be in one spot for you. And so, again, all that information available at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. You can also find plenty more from us on our website, marvelstudiosnews.com, as well as on our social channels, Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News and Twitter at Marvel Newscast. So with all that done, let's go ahead and get on with our show. Okay, Paul, you've had a little bit of time to process Mm. this, uh, this news that... One of our very favorite shows, coming mm. off of its best season ever, will also be its uh, its last season ever. There's not going to be any more Daredevil on Netflix, so we're recording this show, what, maybe like 36 hours after the news broke, or 40 hours, something <laughs> like that. How do yeah. you feel today about Daredevil's cancellation? I am very saddened, but also not surprised, but still shocked. If that makes any sense, I I kind of felt that Daredevil would be the one thing that could maybe survive yeah. the uh, Netflix snap, if you will, of you know whatever for whatever reason they had to disintegrate all the uh, Marvel Netflix shows, and the fact that they canceled season three after season three, it's 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 really really disheartening because I really liked even without him in costume, I really liked that last season a lot. And I felt the writing was really good. I felt that, you know, we, we talked about it before that acting performances were fantastic. It just was a mm-hmm. great cast. It's a good, good all around great show, no matter which way you put it. And the fact that Netflix said, no, thanks. It's, it was very devastating. It, it, but like I said, it wasn't surprising considering what's going on with Marvel and the structure of how Marvel studios is now forming under, under one head. And it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense of why Netflix would not want to continue doing this anymore. 
And also the fact that, you know, because now they're, they're way more limited. They don't only have access to these Daredevil characters and, and they've already done three seasons of them. How mm-hmm. much longer can they milk that? Maybe for, I mean, realistically, think of it this way. If Netflix were to put out another season, would it even survive to a fifth season? And if the numbers were already dwindling, as they say, which I don't know if I buy well, completely. But- nobody's actually said that. I mean, well, I shouldn't say nobody. Netflix hasn't confirmed that because Netflix doesn't talk about their sure. viewership numbers. It's just been third-party analytics firms that have suggested that they're, you know, according to their reporting, their system, their their data – that there's been a significant drop in viewership for all of these Marvel Netflix shows, including Daredevil, which wasn't as severe as the drops for Luke Cage and Iron Fist, but it was uh, it was big enough. But there's just, I mean, there's a lot of factors that are going into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think and I just think that even even if you take that into account, we all know that Daredevil is still a successful Netflix show. You know, I just think that considering what they're what's been given with them and they've already done like all these major storylines story with Daredevil, mm-hmm. how much more interest would people keep going into that? Well, for Netflix, especially if Marvel's not going to give them access to everything now, meaning maybe they couldn't have cross stars, you know, into their series and how much connection they would have to the MCU, if at all. It's And we all said it was loosely based you know, in the cinematic universe, it's not 100%. And I, I, I argue that either way, but the problem is they just don't have the support of Disney and Marvel and knowing that and knowing that, you know, your, your viewership is starting to, I think what's, what's to say casually drop a little bit, even though it's successful, you know, like how much more are we going to get out of this when we could probably invest into a franchise like one of Rob Liefeld's, they yes. just spent a crap load of money on. They spent a lot invest- of money. They paid Rob Liefeld and Mark Millar a lot of money for their superheroes. Exactly. So what's the point of using it, you know, your resources into something like that, that you don't own one and two, that you're already starting to see like returns of not as big as it was before. It's not bad, but what's good for the long-term business sense. And to me, it only makes sense. You say, you know what? We're done making Marvel films. They can have their properties. We've got, we spent a lot of money on these Rob Liefeld and these Mark Millar uh, comic book productions. Let's start using them. Is that going to be smart business? You know, they may not have a choice. Maybe we don't know what's going on with, between Disney and them as well. well if what the, the viewership do- numbers are smart. down, then it is smart because yeah. they've already paid the money to Rob Liefeld and Mark Millar. So it's time to work on getting a return on that investment. The Marvel stuff, they have to keep paying over and over and over again to keep licensing these characters to keep for these shows. Um, these Marvel Netflix, these Marvel series are very expensive for Netflix. I know it doesn't look that way if you watch Iron Fist, but generally speaking, these series are very expensive for Netflix to produce. And I would imagine, without having access to Netflix's numbers, though, but if I had to guess, just based on how many people talk about the shows and, and what you see on social media... I don't think the Marvel shows are ever even really that close to something like Stranger Things, which is a Netflix, you know, a true Netflix original. It's not something they license from, uh, you know, another company like Marvel. So I get why a lot of this stuff is is happening. And I said it almost a full year ago. Once the Disney Fox deal happened, I was like, this is going to be it. This is going to be the end of Marvel on Netflix. I thought maybe it would last 
a couple of years, although I guess maybe we will get to a full two years after the Disney Fox deal was announced if we, depending on how long it takes to get Punisher season two and Jessica Jones season three next year. But I figured all this was going to happen. Disney was going to have their own streaming service. But even with Disney having their own streaming service, I didn't think that was necessarily the end of Marvel on Netflix because if they wanted to have mature rated content, that was not going to be on Disney Plus. That was going to have to go somewhere else. But then once they bought, once Disney bought Fox and they were picking up a majority stake in Hulu as well as FX, those were two great places for Marvel if they wanted to, if Marvel Television wanted to continue making mature content, mature rated content, then they had other places to put those shows now. They didn't have to go to Netflix. And Marvel even said, it was one of their executives who said back in January, oh yeah, we're not going to be creating any more new shows for Netflix. They would keep running with the existing series, but they weren't going to create new shows. So that tells you right, like right away, barely a month after the Disney Fox deal was announced, Marvel was already publicly talking about not creating new stuff for Netflix. So it was clear that Marvel was not going to be as interested in the partnership, and now Netflix has lost interest in the partnership. Both sides see way less value in this deal today than they saw when they originally started working together a few years ago, and it's easy to understand why. Disney is going to want to build out and create content for the streaming platforms that it either owns completely or it has a majority stake in. Uh, And meanwhile, Netflix, they're going to want to focus on stuff that they've been investing in. And when they started buying things for, you know, started buying the Rob Liefeld characters and buying the Mark Millar stuff, I thought, okay, Netflix is preparing for life after Marvel. They've already begun that process. And, you know, now it's here and we're starting to see, we're starting to see it happen. And once Iron Fist got canceled and then Luke Cage just a week later, I was like, okay, yeah, this is happening. And, and so I, I agree with you. Like, I thought maybe Daredevil had a chance to be like the lone survivor out of these Netflix series. But even then, I still wasn't that hopeful about a season four of Daredevil. So when I saw the news, it was like, oh, wow, yeah, they actually did it. But I can't really say that I was surprised because we know that we were heading in, uh, we, we knew that we were heading in this direction. And uh, apologize for spoilers of Daredevil season three if you haven't seen it, but. It's been around a while. Uh, you know, with Daredevil Season 3, the way that it ends, uh, we talked about this, it was during a, a Patreon credit scene, but it it's pretty well buttoned up. Like, if you take away the bullseye tease at the end, the season ends with Wilson Fisk going back to prison. He's, and there's a, he has a reason, he has a motivation to stay in prison. Um, so it's, you know, all the major storylines from the first three seasons were pretty well buttoned up. So if you, if you set aside one tease for a future season with Bullseye, uh, I think Daredevil season three, if it had, and I, I said this during that Patreon credit scene, if it has to end here, then I think it's, it's an okay place to, you know, to, to end the story. And, and I understand if you love the show and I love the show, and so it's disappointing to not get more of it. But, you know, when you look at Charlie Cox's Daredevil, his Matt Murdock, if you add up all those episodes, it's what, like 34, 35 hours that we got to spend with this version of the character. That's way more than anybody in the, in the movies. You know, we got a lot of this version of Daredevil. And I know it may not quite feel the same, because it all happened within the span of a few years versus like Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, who we've been, you know, we've known him as Tony Stark for 10 years now. Uh, but I think we got a lot of story. 
Uh, and I think, so I'm, I'm just more thankful that we had it as opposed to being so upset that it's not here anymore, but it's a little easier for me to feel that way because this is something that I've been anticipating for, uh, you know, for a while now. So when it, when, you know, now that it's here, uh, it's a little easier to understand because there's, there's the fan part of me that, that wants as much of this stuff as I can possibly get my hands on. But then there's also the part of me that understands that at the end of the day, this is still a business and companies are going to have to do what's right for them. And Disney having their own streaming service and then having, uh, you know, picking up a majority ownership of Hulu, as much as they can try to say that they're not uh, trying to be trying to compete with Netflix, of course they are. They are com- they, naturally they are competitors. They have to be. Everybody's only got so much money to go around. You know, people have only have so much money in their household to spend on streaming platforms. And if you're Disney, you really hope that they would choose your streaming service over Netflix. And it's easier to get them to do that if you're not providing customers with incentive to choose Netflix by giving them Marvel shows. Now, I know Netflix made the decision to cancel these shows. It wasn't Marvel. Marvel did not pull these shows from Netflix. Netflix had the right to keep renewing the series and keep ordering more episodes. They had that right, but they chose not to. But in part of Deadline's reporting that I found interesting is, yeah, there's been talk of declining viewership, but there was also talk of a lot of arguments between Netflix and Marvel. Arguments over Netflix only wanting 10 episodes a season now and Marvel still wanting to do 13. Arguments over the creative direction for different series, especially Luke Cage was one that was highlighted. And I don't know if Marvel really truly cared if they were going to get fewer episodes. Maybe they wanted more to keep 13 episodes to get more money in the licensing, but it wouldn't surprise me if Marvel just said, look, we're not going to compromise. We're not going to change any of the original agreement. We can either keep working with this agreement or you can take a hike and Netflix decided to take a hike. It was a take it or leave it situation and Netflix left it. I think that's probably what happened because if Marvel was, we know from back in January, Marvel already had the mindset that the end was coming to this relationship. So if they were an unwilling, if they became an unwilling dance partner, that's all the more incentive for Netflix to go, you know what? Viewership on this stuff might be declining. We have, we know you have your other plans and other things that you're going to get behind. You're not going to lend as much support to this. You're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be working with us in the way that maybe you have in the past. So it's just not going to be, it's just not going to be worth the trouble and the expense anymore. And so you move on Disney, Marvel, you guys go do your thing. We're going to do our thing. And we'll just we'll just part ways here. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, I that's exactly how I feel too. It feels like there's there's more to the story than just them declining viewership for a you know gradual decline of season three. Because I I refuse to believe that if that was a independent if that was Youngblood, Rob Liefeld, one of his many creations that he created for Image that he sold to Netflix. If that was Youngblood and there was the same kind of thing, they had two pretty successful seasons and there was a gradual decline. I don't think there were – it was a a small decline in viewership. I don't think they abandoned ship and say, we can't renew for season four. Maybe they will or they would, but – I don't. I just don't see it happening when it's your original content. I feel there's there's a difference there, and that's just my opinion. I just kind of feel like that's not the case, and and they would probably reevaluate and say, what do we do? Do we do less episodes? Do we do this? Like they again, like what you said, Sean, that they went to Marvel and said, hey, we want to do this or that, and this is this agreement, and they had we were arguing over it, where they have more control over the the creativeness of of what they're doing. Like, okay. You know, showrunner for 
Brigade, Brigade, Bloodstriker, Youngblood, or whatever, Supreme, whatever. I'm throwing some deep cuts out for you image folks. I just want to say that right now. Um, you know, for Rob Liefeld, they can do just four episodes a season or six or ten. They can do whatever, whatever they, they want. want. Yeah. yeah. So it does make sense that if, you know, they wanted to maybe possibly bring these characters back because they're still, they're still names. Like, the people still know Luke Cage. They still like Luke Cage, you know. And they may, think about this, people. What about Iron Fist? It's a great example. They made an Iron Fist 2 after the horrible reception it got. Now, I know the viewership wasn't bad, but think about this. Like, the if, if, if this was happened, you know, on the same lanes or on the same along the same lines where the, the Disney streaming service was a real prominent threat and the sale of, of Fox was right there, they probably don't green light. Iron Fist season two, but they greenlit Iron Fist season two pretty, you know, pretty close to, or somewhat closer to when it came out because there was a radical viewership there. It may not have gotten the numbers that like Stranger Things or Daredevil or something, but it still got strong numbers. Well, there were reports, and again, this is all third party stuff, but there were reports that Iron Fist actually performed better initially than Daredevil or any of the other, other previous Netflix series. There were reports about that at the time that Iron Fist yeah. came out. Now I don't know if you know what the reasoning for that was. Is it because people really were that interested in Iron Fist or was it because everybody heard the series was so bad that they had to check out and see how bad it was? You know, I don't know, you know, cuz Netflix they measure all kinds of different things, not just do you, you know, how many episodes does somebody actually watch? You know, so how deep into the season do they get? How many people start the season and how many people at what stage are different, you know, is the, is a percentage of the audience falling off and how many people ultimately get all the way through it? Because that's going to be an indication of of the people who will actually come back for season two. And I, I think another huge thing, though, that, that killed some of this stuff was the Defenders, because there were a lot of reports that Defenders did not do as well, that it was probably the worst performing of these Netflix shows. Now, again, this is all third party information. So we have to take it with a little bit of a, a grain of salt, but there were a lot of, uh, a lot, there were a lot of reports out there about defenders not performing very well. And that kind of shows from Netflix's perspective, like, okay, we've, we built to this for a few years and we finally got to our Avengers with this little mini Marvel universe that we were supposed to have. And the audience just didn't care. And so I think what Netflix saw is, okay, like we've probably already reached the peak of what we're going to get from these shows. And so they brought everybody back for another season after Defenders. But if they started seeing some attrition in the audience, then, you know, it, it of course makes sense for them to to move on. Um, the other thing I want to talk about here, though, is I, I hear a lot of this conversation or questions and things like that when it comes to what happens with these shows now. Because typically... When a show is canceled by a network, and Netflix uh, effectively in this case is the network, the distributor of the show, when they can, when they make a decision to cancel, then the show can become a free agent. The show can be taken to other networks. So I know there's been fans wondering, does this mean that Marvel will try to take Daredevil and these other shows, will it try to take them over to Disney Plus, will it try to move them over to Hulu or FX or wherever. And I'm not here to say that that's impossible. I just, I don't know. And I, it's it's hard to really speak definitively on it without knowing the terms of the contract between Marvel and Netflix. What's clear is that Marvel owns the rights to the characters. But depending on the nature of the, of the contracts between 
Netflix and Marvel. Now, Netflix has already said, like, Daredevil and these shows, like, they're going to be on Netflix. The seasons that have already been produced and already been put out, they're going to be on Netflix for years to come. So it's not like Marvel can pull the seasons that have already been done. They can't pull those back and move them over. But if they want to start new seasons of these same shows elsewhere, I don't think they would really care about Iron Fist or Luke Cage, but would they try to save Daredevil? It's hard to know if they really can, because even if they have the rights to the character, Netflix could potentially have contractual rights when it comes to the actual events depicted in the series. So it could be a, a scenario where it's like, yeah, Marvel, you're free to use the same characters and even the same cast if you want to, but you can't refer to events that happened in the seasons that were financed by Netflix. You know, you can't refer to, uh, you know, how Wilson Bethel became, uh, you know, how everybody became bull or how he became bullseye in this. You can't refer to everything that's been going on with Kingpin and the agreement that Matt Murdock and, and Wilson Fisk made at the end of Daredevil season three. Those things get kind of tricky because it can depend on the actual language that's in the contract. So it's really hard to say definitively, definitively if that's an option. And if there there are any headaches there, if there are any potential landmines there that Marvel doesn't want to step on, you know, then they're going to avoid it. And you also have to ask the question, independent of contracts, you have to ask the question of whether or not it's really worth it to keep going. And Marvel can probably get the viewership numbers from Netflix to see how the show's performing. They probably get that info. And so if it's true that viewership was declining, then Daredevil, even as much as we like it, becomes a show that's not really worth saving. And I don't know that that, you know, and even if the show is not worth saving, does that mean that Charlie Cox can go be Daredevil in the Marvel movies? I doubt it. I mean, Marvel Studios hasn't been touching these things. Uh, they've been around for a few years, and Marvel Studios just hasn't really even acknowledged them at all in the movies. You have Spider-Man in New York, and nobody's talking about these four other heroes that have been hanging around New York for, like, the past few years. Like, it's not yeah. a thing. You know, Tony Stark goes to find Spider-Man uh, when he travels to New York because he needs to build out his hero roster. Does he go grab Daredevil? Does he go find Luke Kate, you know, the bulletproof guy? No, he doesn't. He goes and finds the kid from Queens. So, like, there's a pretty good indication that as far as Marvel Studios is concerned, this stuff doesn't exist in their world. And, and I know officially everybody gets to say it's all connected and we'll see. And, you know, the Russos, I was at the Q&A they did with uh, Collider for Avengers Infinity War the other night. And they did the obligatory, yes, of course, when we were initially talking about this, we had the discussions about including the Netflix characters and ultimately decided not to do it. And er people treated that as like this newsworthy thing, but everybody says that. Feige says that. Yeah, we always think about maybe we could do it, but there's challenges. It's, they're just being soft about it. They're not. The, the truth is they were, I don't think any of these characters have ever been in serious consideration to be in any of these Marvel movies. And so I don't think that even as much as I think, as great as I think Charlie Cox is as Matt Murdock, and as great as I think John Bernthal is as Punisher, because that's going to be canceled after season two next year, as great as I think they are in those roles, I don't expect to see them in the movies. I don't expect to see them on Disney Plus being produced by Marvel Studios. It would be a pleasant surprise if it happens, but I think what's more likely to happen is that Daredevil just goes away for a while, and then eventually... When Marvel Studios has a, finds a spot in their story to start incorporating Daredevil and Punisher or Luke Cage or Jessica Jones or Iron Fist or whoever, that they're going to cast new actors and it's going to be as if the Netflix stuff never happened because effectively that's how it already is uh, as it relates to the MCU. Yeah, I mean it's 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 going to be really interesting what they do with these characters now, and I. 
and I'm, you know, this is maybe a different, well, I'll, I'll save my question for a different show. Cause we have a lot of stuff to talk about, but I think we need to address what happens with daredevil now as a reboot. Cause I think that's the obvious answer. What's going to happen, but what exactly does happen with that? You know, so it's going to be a while. I mean, I, I think it's, mm-hmm, yeah, because, you know, Marvel studios isn't stupid. They know that a lot of people right now are very upset that they're not going to get any more of Charlie Cox's daredevil. So if Marvel just immediately recasts somebody else to be like, hey, we're making Daredevil and this is our new guy. Mo- I mean, most moviegoers or people who would watch Disney+, Plus, most people wouldn't care. I mean, most people who go watch Marvel movies haven't seen a single episode of the Netflix shows. At least, I mean, I don't know the numbers 100% to confirm that, but I would guess that most of the audience hasn't seen the Marvel Netflix stuff. Because uh, most of the Marvel movie audience or a good chunk of the Marvel movie audience, they miss Marvel movies, let alone keeping up with every episode of a TV show, of the TV shows that are out there. So uh, for the most part, it wouldn't matter. The audience would be none the wiser. But for that very vocal group of Marvel fans that would be very supportive and passionate about Charlie Cox being in the role, it would be a bad idea to bring in a new guy within the next couple of years. But if you wait five years, six years, whatever, you know, five to ten years or something like that, and Marvel has plenty of other characters. Marvel Studios has plenty of other characters to work with to to occupy their next five to ten years. Then you bring start bringing in Matt Murdock. And at that point, it's been so long that Charlie Cox has aged out of the role. And plus, the fans who love Daredevil and want more of that character, at that point, they're so desperate to get another Daredevil that they're not going to be mad anymore that it isn't Charlie Cox. So that's the way you play it if you're Marvel. You just put the character on ice for a while and then bring him back. Yeah, exactly. I, I just don't... I just don't know if they use him right away, but at the same time, if there's a big enough push for the fans or really, you know, the hardcore Marvel fan bases out there pounding the table for Daredevil, then there might be. I mean, never underestimate, you know, fans driving this stuff. I mean, they Disney and Marvel aren't dumb, and if there's a big enough, you know, demand for a Daredevil to be come back one way or another, I think it's possible. I don't, I don't rule it out. I don't. I unfortunately think that they're not going to show up for a while, which really sucks because I'm a huge Daredevil fan. He's my second favorite Marvel hero behind Spider-Man. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is this, I'm not happy that we're probably going to lose him for a while. I all, I do have that amazing uh, three seasons and Defenders. I, I still like Defenders. Yeah. A lot of people don't. I like Defenders and I, I have all that to revisit. And I probably will, to be honest. Plus, I have the great underrated Fox movie for Daredevil that everyone likes to make fun of. Yeah. I I love that movie. There's still, as I said, you got from the Daredevil series, you've got what? 34, 35 hours about of Daredevil. And then you've got the defender stuff too. But even if you don't like defenders and I don't like defenders, so I'm not watching that. uh, But I've still got a lot of Daredevil to go back and watch. So it's, I mean, I understand wanting more and more and more and more. I get it. I totally get it. And I don't think the show deserved to be canceled in terms of its creative quality because you and I are in agreement. Like, this show is coming off of its best season ever. I think Daredevil Season 3 is probably the best season of superhero television, period. Like, across Marvel Netflix, CW, wherever else. Like, I think Daredevil Season 3 is kind of the pinnacle of that. And it is a shame for the series to to end, but at the same time, at least it gets to go out on a high note. Uh, in terms of the the quality that they delivered, uh, it's not fair. I but it's not about fair. This is just about what makes sense for everybody involved, at least as far as the companies are concerned. And it doesn't really make sense for Netflix to keep these shows going. 
and it doesn't make sense for Marvel to have these shows continue to go on Netflix. So, I mean, when you have a partnership that doesn't work for either side and nobody really wants to fight for or save that partnership, I mean, it's like a married couple. If, like, one person hates the other person and the other person hates them right back, like, at that point, it's time to split. <laughs> like, there's nothing you can really do at that point if nobody wants to save the relationship. And I think that's that's just where Marvel and, and Netflix are right now. But, I mean, I am with you. Like, I don't want daredevil to go on ice for like a decade and i'm not saying it'd be a decade i think maybe hopefully it'd be closer to like five years and not 10 years but it's probably gonna be a little while before we get a live action interpretation of this character but it's also gonna be a while before we get live live action interpretations of other characters who might be finishing up in avengers 4 next year like iron man or potentially steve rogers or whoever like these things are going to end uh we've been kind of spoiled with how long some things have been able to run uh, in the superhero genre, like having Hugh Jackman's Wolverine for what, like 17 years, you know, we've been spoiled by some things, but more often than not, I mean, these things ultimately end. I know we're also not used to that because in comic books, the story never really ends, but in this case, it, it's over, but there's there's another new opportunity. And I would say this is also uh, a benefit. The fact that these series never really got incorporated by into the Marvel Studios movies that helps because now like you don't have to worry about waiting to reboot the entire universe or you don't have to worry about you know recasting within the same universe you can treat it like uh, it actually helps marvel studios and ultimately it may not feel like it but it helps fans if you're just a fan of daredevil not necessarily just not specific to charlie cox in the long run it'll help that marvel studios has the ability to just cast their own daredevil and bring him into the story in whatever way they feel is best and they're not beholden to any sort of continuity from a previous series and they don't have to worry about any other entanglements with Netflix or, or whatever that they will be free and clear to just do something new uh, with Daredevil. I, I actually think that helps and that that gives us a better chance of at least seeing Daredevil again within the you know within the next decade or so or, or less as opposed to if Charlie Cox had already appeared in movies and then that was going to be going away and they weren't going to bring him in movies anymore, then we just really wouldn't see Daredevil for, you know, 15 or 20 years. Yeah. What I, like you, I think it's going to be within three to five years. I, I, I don't oh, know. Three, if it's gonna, nah. I, I'm, I'm going to say five to seven. Really? I'm going to say three to, I'll say three to five. five I, I think five to seven max enough, 10. I think he's popular enough that I don't think they lay, they, they wait that much longer. Because look at Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Homecoming. Yeah, but look like, at how they, much they've got going on within just the next three years. Right, but we don't know. What if some of these properties don't hit? That You got to think about that too. You, not everything is – and again, maybe I'll, I'll be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, I, it's not like I'm like I'm, I'm betting my, my house on this. I'm not betting the house. Well, the, next, but, the next three years are going to be filled with films that are either – it's the first film in the franchise, so you don't know if it's a hit or not yet, but you're going to try exactly. it. And sequels to movies that have already hit. Right. But we also have the X-Men and Fantastic Four. Let's see what happens. I mean, exactly. look, it's... all the more reason that those are all things that are in between, you know, that are in the way of Marvel getting to Daredevil right now. We'll see. Like, like I said, the TV series. I mean, let's see. Let's just wait and see. I'm very curious because I think Daredevil is one of those characters. Again, not Luke Cage, not Iron Fist, not Jessica Jones. Daredevil. Daredevil is a popular enough brand, known brand, before the TV series and now after the TV series that I think that he could command something sooner than five years. Not saying it's going to happen. I think it's possible. Yeah. 
It is. Well, and I would actually love to see Marvel Studios do something with Iron Fist as well because oh, a film. Know, a legit the difference film. the difference between Iron Fist and Daredevil is that at least Daredevil got a lot of really good episodes. You know, at least Daredevil yes. had a really good run on Netflix. Iron Fist never had it. Iron Fist couldn't be properly served by the budget on Netflix. And so, uh, you know, I think you need to have, you know, Iron Fist definitely deserves a movie. But at the same time, I mean, it's a, it's a tainted IP right now, thanks to the poor quality of the, the Netflix show. So it's another thing of just letting the air, giving time to let the air clear before you move on to uh, to the next thing. So uh, speaking of streaming services, uh, let's go ahead and let's talk about a little bit of news regarding the Scarlet Witch limited series that we heard about a couple months ago. And then, I don't know, roughly about a month ago, we found out that maybe Vision would play a significant role or co-headline the series. And now there's a report from Deadline that says Vision and the Scarlet Witch, as they've titled it, uh, that's Deadline giving it that title. That's not an official announcement from Marvel, is going to debut on Disney Plus in 2019. This is kind of surprising to me. And I don't always read too much into reports like this, especially when that's not the actual headline. Uh, this was just put, this was thrown into an article that was really more about the you know the upcoming boom of female-led superhero projects across movies and, and TV and streaming platforms and stuff like that. And so they added in a note about Scarlet Witch. Now the article came from Jeff Boucher, who's usually pretty reliable, you know, historically pretty reliable on this stuff. So it's it's not like it's coming from a place that I don't trust, but at the same time, this is not the same as an official announcement. And I'd be very excited for a Vision and Scarlet Witch series. I think it'd be I'm very excited to watch it. I guess I'm just not going to get myself too amped up for the idea of seeing it in within the next year because we haven't even heard about Marvel starting production on any of these series. The only one that's been officially announced by Marvel and Disney is the Loki series starring Tom Hiddleston. So. We haven't heard anything officially about uh, a series, you know, starring Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen. So I'm very excited about the possibility and would love to watch it. But yeah, I'm I'm not counting on seeing this thing in 2019 unless we start hearing by the very early part of next year that they've at least started production on it. Yeah, I I don't know. Like you said, like right now the Mandalorian's being filmed, and that seems like they're trying to fast track that into next year as soon as possible. Oh, they want to have uh, that baby ready for launch. Yeah, exactly. So, which it, again makes 100% complete sense. Right. So that being said, yeah, I, I kind of think that, you know, if they're, if they're serious about it, they got to start filming here within the next three to four months. And so again, and, and granted, like it's, it, maybe maybe it's going to. I mean, like the Mandalorian started filming out of nowhere, and then they're they're still getting casting information out that's not even out there. So it's been pretty. To Disney's credit, even though I, I think around your town, Sean, that there's a lot more loose lips, maybe, and it's not a best kept secret. But I don't know. It seems like they've kept the, the casting for this the series pretty well. And if that's the case, then I would assume the same thing same thing would happen with. Scarlet Witch and, and uh, Vision, and that they may have this down lock and key pretty tight of when they're going to start filming so they can start doing this and no one may even know about it. I mean, I think probably after Avengers 4, 
or maybe sometime before Avengers four, they'll probably start getting stuff into high gear. They'd have to, cause that's right around the three, four to month, uh, timetable. And they're obviously going to have to take time out to do promotion for Avengers four and whatnot. But something tells me it's going to, it's going to happen. Like probably the next, if it's going to come out in 2019, but again, it have to be in the production probably in the next three to four months. Yeah. I mean, now if they're not going to do the whole, uh, you know, release, if they're not going to re- do like the Netflix thing of dropping all the episodes at once. And I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to do weekly episode drops for these series, whether it's the star Wars stuff or the Marvel stuff. I think that's the, the way they'll handle it. So they don't necessarily have to be ready to have the entire series ready to go in 2019 like again film like a tv show which is where you know some episodes might already be airing as you're finishing up other episodes but at the same time like we've heard that these are supposed to be very expensive series much more expensive than a usual television show and with that expense means there's they're spending money on obviously doing having really great production you know production design and the sets and all that stuff but also probably a lot of visual effects with vision and scarlet witch these two characters there's a fair amount of visual effects that would come into it right so uh, i would still think this is something that they have to start production on pretty soon if it's going to if we're even going to see the first episode debut in 2019 but the fact that it hasn't been officially announced and the loki one already has been officially announced i think the loki one would be first because if that's the one that's already been officially announced, that sounds like the one that that I would expect to see first, unless they intentionally announced the Loki one first, just because that's the biggest name project that they have, and which would make sense. And there's an argument for that, but I also think that Loki feels more likely to come out and be the first uh, Marvel Studios series on Disney Plus. And if Loki's debuting in late 2019, when this series launches, or when the the streaming service launches, or when, it, or at least soon after Disney Plus launches, then I don't know that you would also throw in Vision and Scarlet Witch close to that. I think you would do Loki, and then you would move on to Vision and uh, and the Scarlet Witch. So, you know, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe we really are going to get Vision and Scarlet Witch in 2019. I would love it if it happens. It's just not the kind of thing that I'll I'll count on until we either get an official announcement or start if we start hearing about production getting rolling on this thing pretty soon. Yeah, I. I think that's a good point too about Loki. I didn't even think about that. So that's, that's another one to think about, but yeah, I, I personally, the Scarlet Witch vision series is not one I'm entirely excited about. I mean, I'm going to watch it and and I I like the characters, but it's just, they're just two characters I've never been super into. And, but you know, whatever, well, I'll take what I can get too. Right. (laughs) Well, I've enjoyed both of them very much in the MCU, um, especially vision. So I, I would be very, very much on board with it. And if they can mix a little bit of Tom King's vision into that series, then Ooh, I think it could yeah. be I think it could be something pretty special. So uh, and Oof. Marvel loves recent comics, especially when they hit. So it wouldn't surprise me if we do get a little bit of uh Tom King vision. Obviously it'll be different because Vision will not have created his own, you know, synth you know, his own robot family, but um, like it will so good. since he'll have Scarlet Witch that he's th- there with, so he's not gonna need to create himself a wife. But at the same time, like I think there are plenty of other elements of that uh that they could potentially uh incorporate and it would just it it would be really great to see that. I think there could be there's a lot of interesting possibilities with a uh a vision and uh Scarlet Witch series. Now, the other thing that we're going to talk about is uh, Joe Russo mentioned something in a recent interview with the Associate, the Associated Press, 
And he talked about Chris Evans and that tweet that Chris Evans sent out, uh, what was that, like almost two months ago, uh, on what was, at least at the time, appeared to be his last day as Captain America shooting on Avengers 4. And we all know the story, right? The contract is up, the you know, and, and everybody's got everybody's putting money on Chris Evans in their Deadpool for Avengers four. Like everybody knows all of this stuff. Uh, but Joe Russo said, uh, quote, I think it was more emotional for him than us only because he's not done yet. And I won't explain what that means, but the audience will soon understand what I'm talking about. End quote. And so this gave a lot of people hope that Chris Evans is going to, that Steve Rogers is going to survive Avengers four and that Chris Evans is going to come back and continue to play the character. But uh, while I agree and acknowledge that as a possibility, I'm more along the lines of, oh, there's just going to be some more photography that's going to get done for Avengers 4. That's what Joe Russo is talking about. I don't think he's talking about anything else because I don't think Joe Russo right now is, uh, I think he's too busy with Avengers 4 to be worrying about what the plans are for Captain America. And I also don't think Joe Russo is going to, in an interview, in a taped video interview, acknowledge and spoil that Captain America is definitely not going to die in Avengers 4 when he knows that's a thing that a lot of people are thinking about and worrying about. You wouldn't want to let the cat out of the bag early that Cap is definitely going to survive the film. So I think all that Joe Russo is referring to here is some additional photography because even though they called a wrap on the additional photography for Avengers 4 last month, that additional photography wasn't the usual additional photography period that we talk about with Marvel Studios. It was more of a delayed principal photography period because they intentionally didn't finish Avengers 4. Uh, and not it's not in the same way like Marvel always does additional photography, but they still finish shooting the entire script. I don't know that they really finished shooting the entire script for Avengers 4. I don't think this was all stuff that was created when they were in the edit bay and came up with the new stuff. Like I think there was some I think they knew ahead of time what a lot of what they were going to go back and get. Maybe not all of it, but I think they knew they were a lot of what they were going to go back and get uh, during that period with Avengers 4, because the additional photography that Marvel normally does lasts about two or three weeks. This was over a month that they were shooting again for Avengers 4. So I think they still have, and it will probably take place in January, because that's when Marvel usually does reshoots and additional photography on their you know late April, early May release, whenever Avengers 4 really comes out, because I don't think it's going to be May 3rd. I think it's going to be April 26th. But they usually do additional photography for a couple weeks in January, and I think that's going to happen again. So I think Chris, what Joe Russo is referring to is that Chris Evans is just going to have to come back in January to shoot some more stuff as Steve Rogers, so he isn't done filming as Cap just yet. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. The one thing I'd say about... Um, sorry. One thing I'd say about Chris Evans is that I, I kind of tend to disagree a little bit where I think that he's teasing something and I think that he wouldn't, he wouldn't tease something unless he, and I just don't see him being like, ah, oh, fooled you guys. I actually meant for additional photography. I just don't see that personally. And again, maybe that's my optimistic uh, side of me coming out and saying like, Oh, I hope that this is, this is wrong. And I hope you are wrong for the record. <laughs> um, uh, it just, that's just me. So I kind of think there may be something more to it. And I, I hope there is. And I, I read it as, hey, you know what, guys? He's not totally done. You'll see why. And meaning that I think he's being optimistic that he'll return back as Cap at some point for whatever reason. Um, 
it's like I kind of view Captain America and and Chris Evans kind of and, and Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man exactly like the Wolverine and Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman eventually retired from it, but Hugh Jackman was Wolverine for a long time. <laughs> You know, and, and and Chris Evans has been the character for a long time too. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I just see Chris Evans do. You know, Chris Evans is an artist, and I really like that about him that he wants to direct, he wants to do different things. He does. He wants to get away from his portrayal as Captain America, and he's he started to do that a little bit. I mean, go see Snowpiercer. It's a fantastic film, um, and the thing is that I I also see Chris Evans being like you know. Captain America is not bad. I have to stay in shape. Yes, to pain. But if I did it, you know, once a year or once every couple of years, maybe it's not so bad. I think there's still a chance of that happening. You know, I, I think the money will be too good, to be honest. I don't think Chris will want to say goodbye to it. And I think if they said, you know what, why don't you come back for a, a periodical show up of here or there, wear a baggy shirt to show that you're not super muscular maybe, and then get gear up to, for shape and a random movie every couple, three years. I think Chris does it. I really do. And I think maybe this is what they're leaving the door open in Avengers four. And I think that's what maybe he's alluding to. So that's, that's my optimistic side. You could be right, Sean, but I don't think you are. And I hope you're, you're wrong. No. <laughs> Look, I would love to be wrong too. I mean, I'm not rooting for Steve Rogers to die in this. It's not like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just done with Chris Evans's cap. I would love, I will watch Chris Evans play Captain America until the end of time. It's fine. Um, although I don't have that option. I won't be around till the end of time. Uh, but anyway, like I, I do think that when, uh, you know, with, with Joe Bruce, like I just, he knows that like people are just like super terrified of this idea of Steve Rogers dying. So why would he publicly reassure everybody in an interview ahead of time? Nah, Steve's going to be okay. And just kill the suspense of what's going to happen with Steve in Avengers four. Uh, so I'm not saying that, uh, put it this way, like just because I, I think that Joe is only referring to uh, Avengers Four additional photography, that does not mean that Steve is still is definitely going to die in Avengers Four. He might survive. I just don't think that what Joe is referring to here is is effectively spoiling Avengers Four by guaranteeing Steve's survival ahead of time. So I do think he's referring to additional photography that Chris Evans is going to participate in for Avengers Four, but that doesn't necessarily mean. So yeah, that means Chris Evans isn't done playing Cap yet because he has to go back and shoot more stuff for Avengers Four. But at the same time, like I still think it's possible that uh, that Steve survives, and it's just independent of what Joe Russo said here. So it's not a guarantee that that you know Steve is not guaranteed to live or die based on this information from Joe Russo is is one of the other important points to keep in mind here. Uh, and we'll just have to wait until we see Avengers Four to know if Steve uh, makes it out alive. Yeah, yeah, I I think this gives me more optimism. And maybe Russo is setting me up for the fall, but I'm going to go ahead and say no. And He's I just trying to make you he, cry harder, that's all. Exactly, and that's what I'm worried about. And I don't doubt that he's trying to do that. So we'll see. Yeah, no, it'll be, uh, I mean, because that's the thing, though. Is it's that tension, though, right? It's that fear of, like, is he going to is he gonna die? Like, there's no way Joe Russo is going to take it easy on us and let us, and give us, and really give us that reassurance of, like, Guys, he's going to be fine. Don't worry about Thanos. Don't worry about any of this stuff. Steve's going to be okay. There's no way that that Joe is referring to that in this interview. I would be absolutely, uh, I, I'd just be absolutely shocked. If it was something that happened during like a Q&A or something that he let slip, 
that would be one thing. But when he's sitting there in front of a camera being asked questions, uh, being asked questions, knowing that this is going to end up, you know, being shared online and all of this stuff, like there's no casual slip here. This was a formal interview. Like, so I, I don't think he would be spoiling that uh, Steve definitely is going to be is going to have safe passage through uh, through the movie. But maybe Steve survives anyway, and Chris Evans really isn't done yet. But even if, come on, man, like even if Steve dies. It doesn't mean Chris Evans will never play Steve Rogers again. People die and people come back. It happens. I just think if Steve dies in Avengers 4, he would go away for a while, long enough to make his death mean something. But I do think eventually the character could potentially be brought back. And may, there's there are different ways to remove Cap from the equation that don't like definitively kill him. Uh, and there's if you know like there's several of those things that have happened in comic books over, over the decades, whether it's Cap or other characters have gone through uh, things like that. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens with Steve in Avengers 4. But I think that's where we will go ahead and wrap up this week's show. We are going to talk about a Captain Marvel spoiler over in the Patreon credit scene, but it is a spoiler based on a toy leak, so maybe you know what I'm referring to. Uh, if not, then you can catch us over talking about it over on the Patreon credit scene. Uh, but in the meantime, Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Herman22 with two N's, a.k.a. P-Thug. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber, Sean spelled S-E-A-N. You can access the exclusive Patreon uh, content over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. And you can find us socially on the website, marvelstudiosnews.com, Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News, and on Twitter at Marvel Newscast. So for Paul, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening. Excelsior. Excelsior.